Hey, Pure Golf Podcast listeners, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. To check out our weekly YouTube videos, go visit My Pure Golf. Link will be in the bio. Hey guys, thanks for joining the Pure Golf Podcast today. This week, we are filming a two-parter. And part one is with Zach today about his club fitting and all that went into it. Part two is actually going to be later in the week with Parker. Uh, That will be releasing on Friday. But today's podcast is just us talking with Zach. um, Why he made the decision that he did. Did he go with blades? Did he go with cavity backs? Did he go with the player forgiveness iron? What did he end up doing? He tells us all about it and kind of gives us more behind the scenes of what all went into making his club decision and why he made that decision. A little bit later in the week, we talk with Parker. That is its own story that I was directly involved in through the whole time. And I think it's it's definitely two sides of club fitting that we, that we uh, navigate through. So if you are looking to get fit for clubs, take what you will from these stories. I think they're very educational. I think they help any golfer um, figure out what they need to do to get fit for clubs and why it is just so dang important to go through the process. So thanks for joining us. I'm going to send it over to Zach for the announcements. Again, if you guys could like, rate, subscribe, uh, send this along to a friend, whatever you do is what is helping us grow. We are not far from getting this podcast monetized, which is phenomenal. So thank you guys for everything you do. Now over to Zach for the announcements. All right, so let's jump into the announcements for Pure Golf. So my actual club fitting reveal came out on Monday. If you want to check that out, it's on YouTube. And I kind of just explain my thought process behind why I chose what I chose, because it is a little bit different from what both club fitters recommended. Um, And then this podcast is obviously out on Wednesday. Thursday, we have our first match play ever on the YouTube, and it's a It's a pretty interesting one, I'm not going to lie, because we actually bring PGA Kev on for a match play video. It's a nine holes. Uh, Friday, we will have part two of the whole club fitting experience, and Parker will be on that pod with Jordan just to kind of talk about his thought process of what he chose and why he chose it. And then finally, to round out the whole Pure Golf content for this week, Saturday, Parker and I are doing the 100 putt a day challenge reveal video. What ended up happening for the entire month that we did the 100 putts a day, what our thought process was, how it actually improved our games and how it can actually impact you as well. So if you are enjoying the pod, please like, share, subscribe. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. And yeah, we are really close to actually hitting 300 subscribers on the YouTube. So I'm really, really excited. And uh, yeah, let's jump into the pod. Take me back to square one. Where did we start? Okay, so... Uh, with my whole club fitting experience, I wasn't actually planning on doing a club fitting. I was actually going to wait till I broke 80, right? But it was one of those things where one of my close friends, uh, his name is PJ Kev. I always reference him like that because he works at the PJ Superstore and he's also a tailor-made rep. So in his, in his name in my phone is literally PGA Kev. Anyways, he uh, messaged, he actually discovered one of our videos on YouTube. And I was just talking about my experience, how everything was going. And he was the one to bring up. He said, yo, I can actually get you clubs 
for half the price if you really want it. So I'm thinking, well, I'm going to need them sooner or later. And it was going to be a reward for me actually breaking 80. But it actually turned into, uh, I was like, okay, I'm actually curious. So what ended up happening is I got a club fitting scheduled with him. And then Jordan and I were talking on the pod about me potentially getting a club fitting. And then somebody else, Harrison, reached out to me uh, who listens to the Pure Golf Pod and everything. And he just wanted to do a club fitting himself. He's a Strixon employee or a a Strixon club fitter, excuse me. And he just wanted to talk about just golf. He's one of those golf guys that really just enjoys talking about the process of it all. So basically what ended up happening is I visited a Strixon club fitter first. I actually really enjoyed the process. I think he was very insightful because let's be honest, I've been in the golf game for about a year and a half now. I didn't watch golf really before that. So all of this stuff is still brand new to me. I'm talking, I barely understood the concept of cavity back, cavity back versus blades. I mean, that's kind of where I've been at. It's been one of those things where I've just been so fixated on like working on my own swing and working through that rather than the golf balls that I use, the golf clubs that I use. So um, fast forward a little bit, I go to a Strixon uh, club fitting. And then after that, I transition into uh, a tailor-made club fitting as well. And I'm going to be honest, the best clubs that I felt in the entire, entire series were the P7MBs from TaylorMade. And I didn't even expect that I would be swinging a blade. I thought I was just going to go um, a player performance iron because I was really fixated on TaylorMade's P770s. But PJ Kev actually let me use it at the very, very end of the video. And I was just puring it nonstop. And I could not explain to you why. It probably like I just woke up on the right side of the bed that day. That was one of those moments. Yeah. And I was talking to him and he actually recommended that I should go into those clubs a year from now. Well, I'm going to be honest. I am a very broke boy at this point in time. I did not want to buy a brand new set now and then also have to buy a brand new set a a year down the road. So I've kind of accepted the fact that I'm going to go with a combo set. So from pitching wedge to seven iron, I'm going with the TaylorMade P7MBs. They are the newest blade version of their model. And then from six iron to four iron, I am going with TaylorMade's P770s. Um, And I am really excited because first off, the clubs feel great. They feel lighter than the Titleist uh, 714s that I had. And I feel like there is more control. I just feel more confident standing over the club knowing that it is exactly fit to what I need at this point in time. Okay. So you're being daring here. I'm going to kind of go back in time a little bit because I know you kind of went through on on the back end of this. Do you think there's a difference between being fit on grass versus mats? Did you feel any significant difference? And what would you recommend to people here? First off, I would recommend going to grass for sure, because that's what you're playing like on the course. So um, the thing about it was with Strixon, I was able to with that club fitting with TaylorMade, I was not. However, when I was flushing the ball with the P770 and the P7MB, I just like, it just felt good. Like I, I can't even explain it. It was just like a really, really good feeling. And because of that, I just, I went the tailor-made route. But if you are going the whole club fitting process, I would recommend 
definitely go on grass. I feel like I am much more confident on turf. I feel like that's just the thing that's always been inside of me. So like through it all, you only did the irons. I just want to clarify for the viewers. You didn't do really anything outside of like the irons. Like we had you uh, some a couple wedges and everything like that. You just did the irons. We didn't do driver or three wood or anything. Yeah. So with Strixon, I talked to Harrison for the video itself. I said, hey, you know, I'm only fixated on getting irons, but if you want to do the full club experience so everyone can see, let's go down that route. And he said, yeah, I'm all for it. But then with PGA Kev, with my TaylorMade, we were only focused on the irons themselves. In that experience with Harrison, did you end up becoming a fan of Shrixon more than you thought you were or what? What'd you think? I If Harrison's listening to this, like, dude, um, you surprised me more than I thought I would be. Like, I thought it was just going to be a fitting where, you know, oh, it's like I'm swinging some new clubs. It's great and all. But I was actually really impressed, especially with the wedges themselves, how they felt with the grass interaction. That was genuinely the most impressed I was with the whole process. Um, but before that, I wasn't actually ranking Strix on that highly. And then after the whole process, I'm like, wow, this is actually this actually feels pretty good. You know, I was feeling pretty good after the whole process was done. Okay. And yeah. I mean, I've got a couple more questions here. So so bear with me, but I want to kind of give the viewers a, a little background into what all happened. You came on here with a podcast for us one night and we're like, I need a one minute rant. We actually didn't let you get to that one minute rant that night, but you were very confused of what am I going to do here? Like there's so many options and there's like, there's different shafts. I won't get into your rant or anything like that, but I know on part two of this podcast that we have with Parker, the club fitting just didn't go right. Okay. So without getting into that too much, we'll kind of preview that for the viewers. What did you, what was your frustration through this process? I think that there were so many numbers that I was just completely unaware of. If you haven't been paying attention or you haven't been following my story specifically, I've been playing golf for a year and a half and the lie of the club, the extension of what I need. I mean, I was like, I just, I was literally given my first set of clubs from Jordan. And he said, this is fit for you. Don't worry about the rest of it. Your, as your swing develops, you'll start to worry about the rest of it. I said, okay, perfect. So there was no part of me that was actually interested in getting to know that side of golf. Mm -hmm. That was the best thing. And then as this whole process has unfolded, I got curious about, okay, what does lie angle actually mean? Why does this seven iron have a different degree of loft compared to this seven iron? Why, why do they do those specific things? Um, and as I got down that process, it developed from just the clubs themselves into the golf balls that I was swinging. And when that happened of like, what golf ball should I swing? I remember I, I had a graph for you, Jordan, that I was showing you. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's about 27 different options on this graph. And I don't know. I have no clue which one's the best. And at that point, I was so frazzled from the whole experience because you go from basically zero to 100 in about two seconds. And that was why I was so frustrated over that time. Um, and for somebody that's just... Honestly, if for somebody that's just really happy, if he's just striking the ball well that day, more so depending on like, rather than where it's going, if I'm just striking the ball well that day, I'm happy. All of this extra stuff 
was very overwhelming. Let's just say that. I got you. So I know each kind of club fitter has their own. I know they're paying attention to a lot of the similar numbers and everything like that. But from a numbers perspective, did you walk away being like, I'm really looking for this number to land here? Like, I know we have the track man at the office and everything. What did you learn from the numbers that you could take going forward? What I took from the whole experience is that they're they're more of baseline more than specifics. Okay. There are days where I'm hitting my club, my seven iron, 175. There are days that I'm hitting at 165. So it's more of me trying to understand how I'm feeling that day and then adjusting from day to day. It's more of like, okay, course management is more prevalent than ever because I'm not consistent enough to really understand everything. And also my golf swing is changing like every single day. Like I'm working through uh, different swing feels and different, you know, fixes on my golf swing itself. So there was no specific number that I was looking for exactly. It was more of, does this club feel good in my hand? That was the biggest question. And um, they would ask me, what miss do I prefer? And I told them even off camera, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea which one I prefer (laughs) because I know that like my swing, there's still so much room for me to improve on it. That stuff's just going to change nonstop. So um, I told them like my miss right now is like a, a, a pull draw. So I will miss left of my target and I have to aim, for example, right side of the green and everything like that. But that's just me becoming more aware of just constantly practicing. I know that's going to change later on down the road. I just, sure. I just know it is. So that stuff is is less uh, important to me in this whole process. Okay, a couple more questions. Now, I, I, I watched the video. I wasn't there with you at the fitting, so all I have to go on is the video. He put that blade in your hand, and by he, I mean PGA Kev, and you were like this is a noticeable difference of like, it's amazing how much more the ball fills up the club face. Am am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Did you like that or did you not? The me and Jordan are recording this podcast before my actual video of, of the club reveals comes coming out. And I actually talk about it in the video, but I prefer it, but I preferred it once I became confident with it. Does that make sense? So it was one of those things where at first I was a little bit intimidated by how small it was. But once I immediately, I mean, literally first, first swing, I struck it the best I did out of any club that he handed me that day. Instantly, my confidence grew. Right. And then as, as time went on and as I have been working with those blades, it's helped me like zero in more notice, like noticeably more and really focus in on my swing. And look, I have friends that play golf and I've talked to them about their clubs and I've talked to them about, you know, what are they looking for feel wise when it comes to their their irons, excuse me, uh, and everything like that. And they're frustrated because their clubs are so forgiving. They have no clue if they're hitting the center of the club face. Right. And it's, it's, it's way far past the extreme of it. Um, And they're people that I literally talk to them. They're grinding like four, five, six days a week. I'm talking on the range, practicing nonstop. And I just know in my shoes, if I was in that situation, it would drive me absolutely insane if I get no feedback practicing that much. And let me just be very, very clear because I didn't mention it earlier in this podcast. I've talked to Jordan. I've talked to Parker. And I also talked to PJ Kev about the whole thing. PJ Kev said I should probably wait a year. 
I wasn't going to do that, obviously, because of the whole expenses sure. and everything. Sure. However, with Jordan and Parker, they both told me with how much I am practicing, it's okay for me to swing blades. And that was another thing that PGA Kev said as well. If you're on the range five to six times a week and you're just constantly practicing with your swing, that immediate feedback is actually going to benefit you in the long run. So it may hurt my game now. But later on down the road, it's going to make me a better ball striker and it's going to give me more confidence when I get on the course. So would you recommend, I mean, your handicap is down to around a 10 right now. Yeah, about 10, 10 to 11. That's where it's at right now. So would you recommend like players go out and try blades and just see what they feel? Like what is your takeaway for the average player as you walk away from this? First off, I am an average player as well. I just want to make that very clear. Uh, you're asking me this like I'm an expert in this. I'm not. I promise you I'm not. But no, um, when I was at the range, okay, when I was at Woodland Hills and I was practicing, uh, the ball boy actually like approached me. He's like, dude, did you just get new clubs? I was like, yeah, man. And he, I was like, do you want to try it? And we got talking and he said his golf game improved when he found a four iron blade in the trash and what he did was he would swing it every single day before he started swinging his actual clubs. Mm-hmm. He found that his ball striking improved from swing. And we're talking a four iron blade. That sure. thing is, is the smallest thing that you could possibly see down there. And um, look, he's like, he's around a hundreds golfer. If he's a hundreds golfer practicing with a blade, then that's what I would recommend for somebody that is also trying to improve or is around that number mark as well is get one blade. It could be a seven iron. It could be whatever you're comfortable with. And then when you're on the range, practice with that blade and instantly it will give you that feedback, like while you're practicing and everything like that. And to to kind of just round out the story, Jordan literally gave me a seven iron mirror before I even decided of what I was going to do. He's like, you need to try this blade before you make the decision that you want. And I loved the feedback then. And I still love the feedback with the clubs that I have now. I love it, man. I'm, I can't believe that you settled in on a blade. And at the same point, like I can totally believe that you did. You told me when we were recording the podcast at the office, you're like, I want this to suck. Like I want to go through hell to be good at golf. And here you are like doing it. Now I know it's a combo set, but like, you're doing it, man. I'm, I'm pumped for you. I just know how much criticism I will get on social media. I'm already aware of it and I've already accepted it because if I'm being quite honest with you, I, I would have waited till I was a lower handicap to get these, these blades, but because of circumstances and because I've never gotten fitted before in my life, it just kind of fell into my lap. Right. And I know I'm going to get a lot of criticism from some people and they're going to be like, dude, you suck. You shouldn't be able to, but I see it as, you know, I'm going to struggle with them a little bit probably at the beginning, which by the way, I haven't, I've won a lot of matches. Okay. That are pre-recorded, but, but I may get criticism from people, but it's one of those things where it's like, we're making that long-term investment, right? We're not trying to find that quick fix. We're trying to do something that I know may suck now as my swing is changing. And as I'm trying to improve my golf game, but I know that, you know, I'm going to be in these things for 20 years. I'm going to be swinging every single day. So why not make that investment now? I love it. I mean, that's what we preach at Pure Golf is like always become better. Don't be short term. Be be very long term in what you're thinking. And way to like just preach to the choir on your club purchase, man. Like you went out there and like you're living it out now. 
I, yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I just, I know, like, I, I just know how social media is. I know how it all is. All I know is that it's going to make me better in the long run. And that's what I'm most excited for. So, I love it. Yeah. Well, I, any closing comments? I mean, you always, when you're, when you're hosting, you always give me the, give me the chance to have a closing comment. Anything else to add? So to close, I think the biggest thing is I know that I may be making it more difficult on myself performance wise at the beginning. I understand that it may suck, but I see excitement for the end product, right? I was talking to Brandon, which you guys don't know who Brandon is, but we filmed a match play and I asked him, what is like your number one tip when it comes to newer golfers? And his number one tip is have fun. Like in this whole process, have fun through the entire thing. And that's, you know, I wanted to do a one minute rant like three weeks ago when I was so frustrated with the whole process, but at the light at the end of the tunnel and I look back, I've learned more about the whole process than I would have ever before if I never dove into it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, by diving into it and actually understanding the logistics and the science behind the game when it comes to your clubs, it's, I feel like made me a better golfer and appreciate some stuff of golf more that I would never have uh, beforehand. And that's what I'm most excited about. And in that, it makes golf more fun for myself. So um, yeah, that's the last thing I have to say is just like, make sure you're having fun through the whole process, man. I think Harrison said this really well in your fitting video of like, I know you ended up going with TaylorMade and then we've got some mirror wedges for you in the bag and everything. Every golf company out there has extremely good technology now. And I think even when I've tried some new stuff like that I'm not privy to on the brand, I'm always shocked at like how good golf technology is across the board. I know TaylorMade spends a a crap ton in marketing and they're really good at what they do. But no matter like what you can afford, getting new clubs is always going to help your game. Even when like you're properly or not properly fit, like it's always going to help you because the technology just keeps getting better and better and better. But I love what you've done here, Zach, man. I'm nothing but proud of you for going with, with the combo set, man. And then we've got you a new a new wedge to add to your bag as well. Like, I, know. I think the breaking 80 is, is going to happen this year for you. It's it. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I'm excited about that and, and just working through the swing itself, man. You know, that's the, that's the whole thing. Once it clicks, it'll click. And then and then we're we're off and running. So I love um, it. And then you can go on social media and say that you did it with blades. I know, right? That's the exciting part.